Hi, this is producer Mel's mom, Jan, a Crystal Palace supporter who doesn't quite understand why Mel spends so much time with this show instead of me. And you are listening to the DU Football Show. Because her team was busy relegating uh, Watford this weekend. Yes, a uh, little Wilford's Aha Pen special to send you down without a whimper. And we uh, went to the horse race. Uh, Newsflash, Jan didn't win any money. I did. There you go. Well, let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English premiere is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the Richard Gear, because he's so vague of hairstyles, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing very well, and I'm not vain at all, so I'm not dying it. Uh, see, okay. I, uh, you see, see what I did there, Mel, with the uh, you know used from a conversation and found a place to throw the insult. That was pretty fucking genius. I don't find it to be an insult. <clears throat> Speaking of vanity, how yeah. you doing, Houston? <laughs> oh, I'm a pretty, pretty man. What can I say? I love me some me. <laughs> right at the top of the food chain. Me, <laughs> then me. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. Uh, it is at DU Football Show on all of the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um... Mm. Ooh, I was going to say real quick, uh, Mr. Graham, also a uh, lovely pro Arsenal agenda shirt. Where do you find that? Uh, very easy. It's uh, actually go to any of the social medias. Again, that's at the football show. And in all of our bios, you'll see a tea tree link. Um, that is, is it tea public? What is it? I don't know. It's I think public. it's Teespring, tea public. It's tea public. Like it's tea something. Follow the link. T-E-E, that is, by the way, T-shirt. It is um, the D-U drip the shack. The D-U drip most, shack. The hey. most important thing to you. That's it. And uh, by the way, we're getting into summertime. That means sun's out, gun's out. You can That's get right. yourself some tank tops going on. The hashtag Bance tank top is going to make an appearance here soon. Ooh, very good. Yes, you please. can get yourself a uh, I'm a seagull, go fuck yourself. Moment <laughs> of silence for the Dutch tulip. You got Burnley, even though Burnley got Burnley. Um, yep. You know, well, actually, Watford got Burnley <laughs> two weeks in a row. Yeah. Once by Palace and once by Burnley. Pretty much. Um, also, yeah, and just a great way to support the show. You get yourself some cool swag, and all of the money that we make um, does go back into the show. Yep, every um, penny. We've upgraded headphones. We've upgraded uh, the board. We've upgraded the iPad. We've upgraded all sorts of stuff over the uh, the few years we've been doing this, and it's all thanks and down to uh, the support on the Patreon 
at patreon.com and the DU Drift Shack. I argue Excellent. you've upgraded your whiskeys. That's true. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Speaking of, Sam and myself both work at the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Great assist producer Mel, Mr. Graham. We come to the grand finale, the end of the list. Take her away. It is the number one whiskey of the year. This is your Lagavulin 11-year-old Offerman edition Guinness cask finish. This is what Whiskey Advocate rated the number one whiskey of the year. Uh, It is 46% by volume. That would give you a proof of 92 if you're keeping track at home. $80 a bottle. We actually found it for about that, uh, which Uh, was pretty good. Russ, Russ found this for us, in fact. Yes, he did. Yep. Uh, it is an Isla single malt, uh, of course, and the panel rating was ninety five. I see it. The most I've seen it is about a hundred bucks. I haven't yep. seen anybody really gouge take on too much one. of nope. a gouge. Well, because it's readily available. There this was is, a ton of it. Yeah, this is a number one you could go out and find right now. It's on shelves. Um, yes, sure is. Um, by the way, before I read the blurb, which uh, came to you from David Fleming. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this whiskey, I do want to say to Mel, you were supposed to be on my side, and I didn't like what happened there. Okay, <laughs> kind of felt like I was being cheated on. Oh, that she gave me the pass off for me to do the perfect segue into the next uh, yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty great. Well, you know, that's what happens after fifteen years of marriage. <laughs> that's true. Yep. Raise a glass to that quickly. <clears throat> ah, cheers. Happy Thank anniversary, you. y'all. Um, that was last Thursday. Do appreciate it. Thank you. Mm. Uh, my mom wants to say happy chair anniversary. Yeah, 15 years has a chair anniversary. What's that? Of you cleaning up the chairs at our wedding drunk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. If you are a member of Drunkard United FC, our closed group. Like, here is a reason to join the closed group. There is single-handedly, that is. single-handedly one of the greatest pictures I've ever seen in my life. My wife put it up on our anniversary, and I saw this picture of Mr. Graham as a younger man. Looked like he was on the horse. He was that thin. And uh, he's doing his best color me bad impersonation with the chin strap and the very tight hair and uh, the dark suit with the kind of grayish colored shirt. I believe it was gold. Thank you very much. With the tie. Looking off in the distance, holding God. a glass and a glass of beer and a cigarette in his hand with his leg up. I could literally hear ooh, 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 ooh in the background please, as I'm looking at that picture. Please take it off the screen. I might get canceled because I'm about to pull my dick out. I, okay. <laughs> about to have a wank just looking at that pillar of sexuality. Graham, this was at midnight. I'm, I'm in bed with the wife. I audibly laugh loudly when i saw that picture i was like this is the greatest thing ever it's the greatest thing ever. i believe i said to him baby i got a couple uh you know anniversary (laughs) presents first i've finally uploaded some pictures from our wedding and two here's a photo of (laughs) sam graham Uh, that's delightful i i just put it up in the group and said you're welcome here here you go you're welcome although i think the first person i sent the picture was to your wife yeah and then i commented on that picture uh-huh. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. We are not talking about the number one whiskey enough. What do you think, Sammy? Uh, listen, the number one whiskey got me to that position. Okay. I heard. Very good. <laughs> All right. So here's the blurb. Uh, as I said, brought to you by David Fleming of the Whiskey Advocate. Inspired by actor and comedian Nick Offerman's devotion to Lagavulin single malt uh, scotch, Isla Distillery Lagavulin. All right. I would have written this differently. But that's just me. Um, 
debuted its first Offerman edition in 2019. A second Offerman release appeared in the spring of 2021. An 11-year-old, like the first, but with four months of finishing in Guinness casks. Amid a crowded field of ultra-aged barrel-proof and many other formidable contenders, this stout cask finish expression emerged from the pack to become our 2021 whiskey of the year. While the 16-year-old Lagavulin is generally considered the classic of the range, and it is, and it's fucking amazing, mm-hmm. Lagavulin 16 is my favorite Isla Scotch, period. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's awesome. Um, many Lagavulin fans prefer the younger expressions. The Lagavulin 12, for example, has made frequent appearances in the Diageo Special Releases annual series, and the 2017 version landed at number four in our top 20. But could an even younger expression, and one with a simple beer cask finish to boot, possibly compare to the stately sherry depth of the oldest Lagavulins on the shelf? The answer was a resounding yes. Mm-hmm. I like the way the last part was written. Uh, at first whiff, it's Lagavulin, all right, but somehow brighter and more playful. Ooh. The, pe- <laughs> the peat smoke and maritime <laughs> salinity become wrapped in a freshness of, fag- freshness of fragrant citrus, that's hard to say, melding with honeyed vanilla and white chocolate. On the palate, a, sub, a subtle backdrop of peat embers harmoni- uh, harmoniously with flavors of toffee and baked orange, leading to a nimbly smoked finish that sings with notes of coffee and chocolate and just goes on and on. The finish truly became the clincher for our tasters. It showed that while this whiskey charts its own lively course, it is anything but straightforward and loses none of Lagavulin's famed depth and complexity. While peated Scotch devotees are among the most loyal whiskey fans in the world, we recognize that peat is not always for everyone. Yet, with its artfully cheerful style and abundance of captivating flavors, we believe this whiskey bridges that divide. Excellent. So, wow. uh, the little inside, of course, Nick Offerman's face is on the front of it. And where this became famous was from Park and, Parks and Rec. His uh, character only drank Lagavulin, only ate steak. Um, you know, breakfast was on, was was always like sixteen pieces of bacon and six eggs, and that was it. And everything he made everything with his hands. Well, in here on the very inside, there's Nick working on a barrel with uh, another gentleman. Happens to be a picture of his father, and it says, "If I succeed, it's because I aspire to be half the worker my dad is." Nick Offerman. Oh, there you go. The younger expressions of Lagavulin, namely. As we know, the 12 year that came out mm-hmm. uh, after the six, uh, after the famous 16, which I agree with you, is m- also my personal favorite. Uh, uh, Isla. 100%. Nailed on with a fucking bullet. It's it's the original and it's the best. I think it's better than uh, the Lafroigs. Uh, Lafroig 10 being the kind of the major heavy hitter, uh, the Bowman 12, things of that, the ones that have always been around forever. This one, uh, the younger expression, that 12 year is very iodiney, very peat, very camp campfire. So I was a little concerned with it being at 11 years, if it could handle, if it was going to be too peaty, right? Because right. there's something very, the 16 just mellows it right. Oh, it yeah. It's it just perfect. It's, it's perfectly balanced. This is all the good things about the 16. an Isla whiskey. Uh-huh. It, it's It's got the right parts of the peat and none of the Band-Aid got all the smoke mm-hmm. none of the medicinal i get a nice little kind of roasted like chestnut up front mm-hmm. kind of flavor um the chocolate is pronounced for me 
Oh, that's the Guinness all the way. But yeah, yeah, big time. Absolutely. It's it's delightful. I, this is um, excellent. And there's almost a, a, a creaminess that you don't typically get from Isla Scotches that I, in terms of mouthfeel <coughs> that I think is there. And that I think is 100% to do with Guinness casks. Ton of salinity as well. Oh, that yeah. A yeah, little yeah. bit of saltiness to it as well. That's really lovely. It is um, absolutely deserving of number one. It, that's that's an exceptional whiskey of this list that we've done mm-hmm. this year. I would tend to agree this is nailed on the best whiskey we've had. Yeah, I last week's was real fuck good. Yeah, that mas- was that master keep was real. Yeah, the wild good. the wild turkey one. Yep, that um, was excellent. But th- this takes it for me. I'm, I'm Scotch through and through. Yeah, as my first love in yeah. whiskey was Scotch. Yeah, and Lagavulin sixteen, Lafroy ten. They're they're right there for me right yeah in in terms of some of the better scotch i've ever had probably i'd say my favorite scotch now it's too expensive to drink every day was uh was probably balvini 14 year old Mm -hmm. because you get that nice little rum sweetness up front uh because of the caribbean cast barrels that they use uh to finish in that's probably was my nailed on favorite for the isla style it would have to be lagavulin 16 and like i said like you said we said you get all of the goodness and mellowness of a Lagavulin 16 with all my favorite bits of Guinness, yeah. which I have the harp tattooed on my leg. I yeah. love Guinness. Guinness yeah. is my favorite beer. Absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. Back in the day, if I didn't have money, it was Miller Lite. Yeah. If I had a good day at the restaurant, when we hit another restaurant after work, I'd be buying Guinness. Yep, exactly. That's how it went. This was fun. We actually got to do all 20. All we 20. got to do all 20 in order because we got them right away. Like yep. this is the other years. That, that was we've a hectic done, two weeks. Yeah. The the other. the <laughs> I other, got this. What'd you get? Yeah. Shit. I don't. <laughs> Russ, what did you find? Ken, you're donating. Hold on. <laughs> Friends of ours are getting us thimbles of fucking whiskey to make sure we have it. Fucking. I was insane, but I'm really glad we were able to do the whole list. And um very rewarding, a lot of fun. It was a ton I, I, of fun. I hope the listeners enjoyed it as well. I mean, and it was it was a really good. I mean, th- our store owners that that helped us with yeah. this. I mean, you think of Justin from all of you. Yep, they got us the the thimble of of yeah. uh, Peerless. Um, our friends Ken, who's yeah. in charge of our whiskey group that we're in. Yep, uh, Mike at Drug the City. Makers. Mike at Drug City pulled off a couple of miracles for yeah. me. Ben at Mount Airy. Yeah, uh, Susan at Total Discount with the Jack Ten. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, at, at her store it was they they came through for us and really <laughs> the, mas- the master keep at suggested retail price yeah which was sure. monster that was my boy at Rite Aid yeah at my my corporate account yeah and I I don't often you know pat myself on the back or us on the back mm-hmm. very much I do it for the show obviously um but in real life I don't really do that but when people actually turn up for us it just makes me think of the regard they keep us in and how good we are, what yeah, we do, and right. why I won't leave this job despite hating it right. <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> and we've cultivated some really fucking cool relationships oh, in this business. And, um, Very much so. And these people are awesome. And we've forged these relationships with these people because they're fucking awesome and they help us and we help them back. And they're, they're great people. Hell, friends and we of- appreciate you all so very much. <clears throat> Russ helping us find the only store that had the Swedish whiskey because they bought all 10 cases that came to the Maryland mm-hmm. market. Like, like yeah. being able to find that and the it, finding it for me quickly enough 
that I walked in the door and bought the first bottle of it because the truck had just fucking delivered it. Like, <laughs> yeah, and how how fortunate we are <laughs> to be in this business mm-hmm. to to do what we do and and to you know be able to share this with everybody. I mean, if we didn't do this show, if if we didn't have people that like to listen or watched or mm-hmm. you know what now watch, you know, we we would just be driving around in the car talking about it. Yep. We'd oh, be exactly. Sitting, sitting on the back porch, killing bottles and falling asleep in lawn chairs again. Yep. You know, it'd be and that'd what, be it. It's it what just, inspired us to do the show. It would just kind of be sad. Absolutely. So, uh, and but this makes it professional. <laughs> the, uh, and uh, for for the people that are our uh, Patreon supporters, they're going to be fortunate enough to uh, hang out with us on this back porch here, mm-hmm. just outside the studio, and try all fucking 20 of them. Yep. So, um, Maybe not the Peerless. Yeah, the Peerless, we might not be able to get our hands on. We're working on getting a half bottle of it from right. a friend of a friend of a friend. Right, but but everything else, yeah, everything else. So um, we we also pay it forward to all of our uh, the people that support the show as well. Yeah, it's, 100%. It's a, a great reason to support the show, to, to link these two sections together. Um, if you live locally to us, you're part of the family then. Yeah, you know? you're invited. I mean, you're, you're in. And what else do we always have to do, Mr. Graham? Remember to drink responsibly and not fall asleep on fucking lawn chairs. There we go. <laughs> but they're so fucking comfy. I know, right? <laughs> Especially after a bottle of whiskey. Uh, Our yeah. problem was always the ice issue. <clears throat> you get a glass, you mm-hmm. get a bucket of ice, you get a bottle of whiskey. Mm-hmm. And sit down to shoot the shit. Put ice in the glass, pour whiskey in the glass. First one always goes down great. So you drink the whiskey. Oh, fuck, there's ice left. Gotta have more whiskey. Then you pour more whiskey in it. Well, then you get to talking and the ice melts. You're like, fuck, I need more ice in my whiskey. Then the whiskey's gone again. Oh, shit, there's ice left. Mm-hmm. And it never evens out again. Like you... hot dogs and hot dog buns. That's it. Until you uh, piss yourself. <laughs> no, until there's an empty <laughs> bottle of whiskey and you're stumbling to bed is normally how it works. If you're going to use my bit, use it properly, stud. Oh, that's pretty good. All right. Three matches have three multiple implications. I'm sorry. Three matches have multiple implications to both the title fight and the chase for Champions League. Liverpool won. Tottenham won. Arsenal two. Leeds United won. Manchester City five. Newcastle nil. Um, Reds drop two massive points at home. So they looked quite leggy. Um, this match was really strange mm-hmm. for me. It was open, but still somehow cagey. <laughs> right. It was like every third or fourth pass, somebody went, oh, shit, I need to be calm and collected and, <laughs> and conservative here. But then everything else around it was helter-skelter. Right. So it was like it would fall to Fabinho after like three really poor touches. From both sets of players. And then suddenly he'd turn it back. He would turn it back and roll it to Van Dyke, and then he's cool as a cucumber always, right? So then he calmly plays it out, and then it would fall to somebody like Luis Diaz, and he would just be like, ah, a mile a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Play a terrible ball or, you know, have a poor touch or a shot that got fucked or, you know, whatever. And it was just, it was really weird. But I think the, the pressure got to Liverpool. I think the... What they expended in the Champions League in in the midweek uh, mm-hmm. really affected them in this game, where Tottenham had all the time in the world to rest. Yeah, um, and Tottenham we've seen under Conte gets themselves up for these games. Absolutely, and it was um, it, it, looking back at the Champions League, 
uh, Villarreal going up to nothing made Liverpool have to expend a ton of energy to come back and win that. That they don't, I don't think they were ready to expend. To be honest no, with you, absolutely not. But so they everybody looks, it, they did it. But everybody looks at like you know, you know, extra time for City and City going out on that. Well, the City's also got a whole fucking second team they can play, right? And the drop off between Liverpool's first team and second team, <laughs> minus like two players, is tremendous. Right. Right. And I don't know. Did, I I don't recall. Did they end the game with Origi on the field? Uh, no, they did not. Well, if you need a goal in a big game, yeah, you need you need fucking Batman back there. Yeah. What are you doing? You need fucking hat trick Call- Rick. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get gotta get fucking hat trick Rick on the out there. Call fucking Origi. He scores yeah. in every big game you need. David hat trick hat trick Rick Origi. That's yeah. his name from now on. <laughs> Jesus, um, I don't but, get it. But the key thing, Sam, is that you have to make sure from now on, whenever you're playing Liverpool, you, you got to get Jurgen on the blower and just find out what style would you like. Would he like you to play? Because I I loved watching in real time the wheels turn. Yeah, and him going. Well, I understand why they do it, but I really don't like it, and it's kind of anti football, and it's but but I understand why they do it because they're not as good as us, but they stuck to their task and they got a point, and you could just see the wheels turning in his head and yeah. literally just driving his little tricycle around in fucking circles. Um, <laughs> uh, it's what I've often said about the German national team in World Cups. If you Get right because the German squad is so honed in and so focused. Right. If you go right out there at the minute the minute the game starts and just go punch them right in the nose, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, their nose gets bloody. The eyes water up. They can't handle it. They can't handle when you don't do what they expect. And the same case here applies with Jurgen. He he plays that quote heavy metal football. The we're going to pressure the fuck out of you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, but other teams will then go back and say, okay, fine, we're going to get 10 behind the ball. Mm-hmm. And whereas a team like, you know, Everton, they're doing it just to try to fucking survive. A team like Tottenham's doing it because they're just waiting for their chance. Right, because they have a great counterattack. And and those three, when they go forward, you're fucked. What a fucking... You're fucked. It, it was an excellent, excellent play. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it, the build up to that goal that ended with Son with a fucking tap in easiest goal he'll ever score. It was fan, it was a fantastic bit of football. That's not normally what you see. How you I'm don't just, see I'm Liverpool so happy give up that they, kind of goal. They got it out of their system before Thursday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't normally see that kind of a goal scored on Liverpool. Even when Liverpool is playing not. City, yeah. City's got to earn the goal. That was a fucking tap in. Oh, yeah. Like that's that I mean, is, well they earned it with their lovely yeah. football down the field. They had a lot of Liverpool players at 6s and 7s yes, in that. Yes, but I'm mood. talking about that specific finish. It's normally yeah, it's in the 18, but it's you know, taking a decent shot. It's not a just oh, I'm I'm sliding the ball past as you all watch me slide the ball yeah, yeah, past. Yeah. And that was very surprising. I thought that go, uh, the Luis Diaz's goal as well. I thought that was goal bound anyway, mm-hmm. which is why he got credit for it. But right. I, I don't think Larris would have had a chance at that, even, despite the deflection. No. To be honest, that ball was fucking moving. Um, um it, it, I want to keep talking about the other matches as well, and we have a ton to get to. Um, can Liverpool come back from this? Um, not. So I have to do this coupled with City's performance mm-hmm. because. Had the goal difference remained close? Possible? Yes. 
Cool. I don't have to ask that question because it's the second one here. City now have three point lead and goal difference of plus four. Right. So, but I can't answer the question about Liverpool without bringing that up is yeah. the problem. Oh, it's perfectly fine. If the goal difference was still one or two, <laughs> would it be possible entirely? Mm-hmm. Um, would it be likely? Fuck no. This, I think, personally, hands Manchester City the title. Yeah. This result. Yeah. Um, especially in the manner of City's win that extends that goal difference, as you say, to plus four. Because if City do lose, which would then tie them on points, provided Liverpool win, mm-hmm. City would only lose by one. Right. And City have Wolves, which despite we'll get on to Wolves and how they did this weekend, they will likely beat Wolves pretty handedly. For those of you that yeah. aren't subscribed to Patreon, that's where we do our fantasy chat. Yeah. And a uh, quick spoiler, uh, old Grammy here left 18 points on the bench in in, in two leagues, 10 with Lukaku, uh-huh. eight with Connor Cody. Nice. Well done. Fucking brilliant. Um, Ugh, so mad. But the other thing, too, is then it's West Ham. So if there's a game they could possibly lose, City could lose, it could be West Ham because West Ham's playing for their European lives, right? Yes. So that could happen. But West Ham ain't beaten them by four goals. No, West Ham exactly. beat them 2-1, to one, well, one nothing, Yeah, but if maybe. they win 2-1, Liverpool win 3-0, that's, <laughs> yes, that's possible. But Liverpool have so much to worry about. Right. Liverpool have two cup finals coming up Yep. For to make it a, a cup treble. Right, which is not the treble, mm-hmm. and it definitely in a fucking quadruple. Right, and then and then City has Villa, which no, it's Villa. Last game of the season, City win in that game. I mean, I feel like though, if it happens, right, right, what well, Villa, Villa could do something to City. They work hard. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past. And us. and you don't think Scousey uh, Gerrard's going to stand up in that locker room and say we're delivering the title to my former team? Um, I a team would, that I could not win one with. I would like to give you example A from last season, Everton Football Club, who had something to play for on the final week of the season against Manchester City. Manchester City had fuck all to play for. Everton had Europe to play for. They were in the hunt for Europe. Man City 5, Everton nil. <laughs> so don't tell me they don't get up for that last fucking game. I'm just game. saying they have a chance. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying there's a chance. Because Villa, it's not like Villa or fucking Watford. <laughs> uh, Villa have decent players. Gunners keep it rolling, Sammy. Fuck yeah, we do, baby. Nketiah scoring for fun right now, man. Well, the first one he was given by Meslier. Yes. That was... Terrible goalkeeping. Yeah, very terrible. Uh, now, Eddie still had to be there, and he worked very hard to get there. It was well done. Um, and stealing in front of him uh, and 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 tap that ball home. But uh, the second goal was well-earned. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, it was fucking delightful. Um, now, it should have been like 6-7-0. <laughs> to seven nothing, And they had the chances for it to be 6-7-0. Mm-hmm. But uh, Meslier got his shit together. Yep. Uh, played very well. Had a couple of... Brilliant saves. Uh, I think it was Robin Cock that um, cleared the ball off the line after the kind of tip-up one-handed save. The cock was forceful. The cock was stiff. Very good. (laughs) And um, that was probably Arsenal's best chance uh, to to add to their lead. If they had gotten a third, I think Leeds would have folded and we would have won five five to seven nil, somewhere in that sort of range. Um, but the longer we went without scoring, the more confident leads grew, despite the red card to Luke Ayling, which is a shocking fucking tackle. <sighs> they could have been down to nine men with a different <clears throat> tackle. I forget who it was mm-hmm. um, as well. But 
from Rafinha dissenting the referee. I mean, he was going fucking off. Yeah, I, when what, a, what the I hell? Don't, I have no idea. What the hell are you doing dissenting? I mean, come on. It, it, when the minute it happened, you were amazed that it wasn't straight red because Ailing checked all the boxes. Uh, spikes up, check. Off the ground. Check. Scissor kick, check. It was like- Violent, check. He did I mean, if you want to break a leg, Luke Ayling did all the... I, I think, honestly, I think he wanted to. I think he was like, I'm a hurt a fucker. Like, honestly, it was like Brad Pitt in uh, in Fight Club. Mm-hmm. When he, when he go, uh, no, it wasn't Brad Pitt. It was well, it was Brad because it's Tyler Durden. Spoiler alert! But he goes, the movie came out twenty years ago. <laughs> Don't worry about it. When he says they haven't seen says, it by now, fuck them. When he beats the shit out of uh, uh, Jared Leno, and he goes, well, that was something, and he goes wanted to destroy something beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, it, it was it was a shocking tackle. I couldn't believe it. from uh, from how steady he's been for Leeds over the last two seasons. I couldn't believe uh, that he did that. Now, that being said, there's extra blood there, which I didn't realize. Okay. Um, Eddie and Ketty obviously went to Leeds on loan last, uh, was it last season or season before? I think it was last season. No, it wasn't Season before, it was in the championship. Yeah, it was in the championship. Uh, So Eddie and Ketty was there on loan um, scoring. He did the subdued celebration thing for the first goal. The second goal, he kind of celebrated. It was more subdued than usual, but... right. Uh, still celebrated. Um, but Luke Ayling was released by Arsenal as an academy player. Ooh. And then went on, uh, got picked up by a lower league team, went on to make 500 <laughs> football league appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he was just a bit frustrated. Yeah. And Gabriel Martinelli had been kind of getting the run on, uh, was it f- not Furpo? Who's their right back? Furpo. I no, Furpo's, Furpo's left, left back. back. Yeah. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Um getting the run down that right side and i think luke Halen was like yeah i'm gonna same thing i used to do yeah you're gonna feel it i'm gonna fucking stop you right right you're not gonna do this dancing shit anymore right i usually went about it a little bit more subtly though yeah. <laughs> than two-footed in the corner by myself in with the no air, one around us up, scissor kick. <laughs> i mean that, honestly honestly that's the type of tackle that we used to get like in high school when you play like Suitland or Bladensburg, when you had people that didn't play the game, pro- like, oh, yeah. they didn't know oh, yeah. like the structured game. Right. No fault of their own. This country's pay to play, right? Right. So that you would just find they would just only play at the park with their friends or right. only play, you know, and with their families and, you know, whatever. And um, you get a lot of African and, and, and Spanish, like South American and mm-hmm. Central American right, in right. those areas. And that's fucking Laplancha, man that's just part of the fucking game it's you know yeah and, and, get up you'll be all right yeah. let's go right Nah, that's a fucking <laughs> leg breaker that's a career ender i mean if gabriel martinelli didn't kind of get out of the way of that he could be on the sidelines for the next year oh god yeah he could god, have had yeah. surgery that night on his leg yeah that but was luckily bad. he was able to jump a bit yeah and and kind of take the pressure off of that hit it was, that was horrible ironically the same because that the night before Stuart dallas had just completed uh 15 hours of surgery, of surgery yeah for his, his leg. leg yeah and now leads and he's saying he I feel bad for him too because he's like 31 we're gonna get into the next segment when we talk about the bottom of the table but i wanted to put leads up here because of the arsenal tie-in leads now finds themselves in the relegation zone 
without a guy like Stuart Dallas who played every single game for him, mm-hmm. and without a guy like Luke Ayling because he's now straight red, for the rest of the season. He's yep. done. His season is over. Like that's a big kick mm-hmm. in the pants for the kind of you know the blood, sweat, and tears kind of guys of the team. You know the the inspiration, the fight, which is you need fight more than skill. At at when it's when it's down to this part of the end of the season, all the skill in the world is great, but you need you need the grit, you need the determination, you need the willfulness, you need. And Leeds now has lost two guys that exemplify that. Yeah, for absolutely. Their, for their side, they have to be worried. Now, I just I don't know why <laughs> why Rafinha was going so nuts that baffled me yeah i mean he got the yellow very early on in his rant and he went for like another two minutes oh yeah i'm surprised he didn't see a second yellow yeah honestly lucky it was it it was lucky because he was going off yeah i mean he had to be restrained by three of his own players yeah at some point you just gotta just let it go man walk away just let it go away yeah show him on the pitch you have you you've gotten the yellow you've gotten your point across you're not changing his mind it's not like he's suddenly gonna go you know what all that yelling it worked. I received right. the re- yeah. come back on the pitch. Sure thing. Exactly. No problem. I changed my mind. You know, I the video edit evidence. Eh, yeah, Don't podge. worry about it. Yeah, we, we got this but, shit. So uh, they obviously scored. Diego Llorente uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, scored. Like I said, with with each passing moment that Arsenal didn't add to that lead, because uh, they did score both goals with a full complement of eleven players for Leeds on the field, and it was early. It was two nothing. Twenty it, minutes within, in, yeah, right? like eighteen minutes or yeah. something like that. Yeah, um, but the. The idea that they couldn't score galvanized the rest of that team. And mm-hmm. every 10-man team gets that little foray that they have right. for of course, 11 minutes or so where they're kind of on top. <sighs> yeah, it happens. At some point. It's, it happens to every single fucking team that gets a red. And they happen to score from it. They had a total of three shots on target. Two of them were very tame and routine. Mm-hmm. And then the goal. Yeah. Yeah. And... Really, Arsenal had fucking like 19 shots, nine of which were on target. I mean, they did everything correctly. They just couldn't find the back of the net. And they dominated the rest of the game. I mean, it was Leeds didn't have a sniff except for that like little 10 to 12 minute period. So we mentioned the the teams one and two with uh, with Liverpool and City. And we're going to kind of blow through City honestly quickly because they're not a ton of say. It's a fucking training game. Yeah, right. But with Arsenal's win securely in fourth place it now comes down to this thursday Not north, london, N- north london derby arsenal tottenham for all the fucking marbles essentially mm-hmm. it's real i mean i know not entirely but really well if we lose it. we still have a point lead right United, with their result, which which we'll come on to, right. obviously, are now out of fourth place contention. Exactly. They're so done. It's, 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 you, over. it's us and Spurs. It's you and Spurs, and Chelsea could fuck, fuck off third. Off. Correctly. Yeah. yeah, correctly. Oh. By the way, Mark is uh, watching online. Good. And uh, he says he can't wait for Thursday. Neither can and, I. And uh, you'll be taught a lesson for your cheating. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> for Love sake. it. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, look, it's it's the one. You know what? We've won the league there twice, and now we're going to secure fourth place there. S- Sam, twice At minimum, twice a year. Mark takes 
uh, all of his attention from slagging off me to fuck with you, <laughs> and it's a North London derby. Yeah. Because outside of that, he just, to me all the time, it's just, you know. You shit. That's all <laughs> yeah. it is to me all the time. Just I'll just put up anything, and I'll just be like. African shit. <laughs> you That's don't know, all it is every time. You don't know anything, fat man. Yeah, it's just all it is all the time, <laughs> yeah. constantly, nonstop. It's like, yeah, there's, there's good old Mark. Just making me feel like a jack off. Um, now, if only Mark could figure out a mute button in a Zoom room whenever we do a show, it would be fucking <laughs> great. Be great yeah. Actually, he's a lot of the reason why when we do our 20 for 20 next year, we're going in reverse alphabetical order because I need to get him off the fucking conference call <laughs> as fast as humanly fucking possible. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's it's that game is going to be quite intense. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be like sex in the woods. It's going to be great. Fucking intense. Fucking intense. Her. Okay. <laughs> you go, be, dad jokes. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, I pulled my groin at soccer this weekend. Mm-hmm. Last game of the season. Right. That tracks. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Um, went straight down, and it was quite high up on mm-hmm. my groin. So I stood up kind of rubbing that area, and our left back yelled up to me up front, and he was like, you're fine. You already got two kids. <laughs> It wasn't my balls, dickhead. Uh, my balls. <laughs> the yeah, groin. No, Different my, spot. My groin. Different spot. Fucking hell. Um, City dominate, but didn't we see this coming? This We didn't have a chance to talk about the Champions League loss leading into this game. Uh, somebody was going to get hurt or real bad. Yeah, <laughs> you, just kn- you knew this was going to be the kind of response you got from City. If this was at Newcastle, I think there would have been a slightly better chance. It but there was three, al- it was always going to be City. Yeah. yeah. And now Newcastle did cause a few problems here and there. Um, but when you have Chris Wood on the end of those chances, <coughs> probably not going to score them. Eh. He already and got now, his double digit goals. He's done scoring now for the two season. of these, though, mm-hmm. uh, were scored in stoppage time. Yes. Uh, two minutes apart. So uh, I think it went Sterling two times, uh, Emmerich Laporte, Rodri, De Bruyne and Phil Foden. Excuse me. All got the goals. Grealish went cl- uh, close a couple times again. Yeah. Um, same Maximon, or one of the announcers saying, when he gets the ball, it's just absolute chaos in it. <laughs> just it, like, he reminds me of a really fast Archie. Yeah, yeah, like Crazy Legs McGee. Yep, you know what yep. I mean. I- <laughs> uh, by the way, those two late goals uh, is why I'm losing to the guy in last place that doesn't pay attention to his team because he has Laporte and Sterling on his team. It's <laughs> nice. the only reason why I'm losing right now in Sweet. fantasy as well. Find um, out about that on uh, injury time too. Yeah, but now it, I mean it. It eventually turned into a training game. Like I said, Newcastle held out well. Debravka made some great saves, but City were on top for the entirety of the game. Um, there was a couple of counterattacks here or there. Miguel Amarone, for <laughs> everything that he's done well for the last two weeks, he kind of reverted back to his old self in this yeah. game and didn't really provide an outlet. No. It was all say Maximon, uh, and that was it. And then Jacob Murphy, when he came in, actually I thought did very well. Um, to, to try to carve out a couple of opportunities. Callum Wilson came back from injury, which is good to see uh, for Newcastle. But other than that, a five nothing loss is never good, but at least you saw effort out of Newcastle, mm-hmm. which honestly, considering the new ownership, considering the investment that's already gone into the club, these boys know the rest of the way they got to play their asses off. Oh, yeah, because if you're going to lose five nothing, you better play real fucking well of the Dubai time teams, uh, as we like to call them, that eighth through 14th that have no chance to move up or go down. Really? Right. Of the Dubai time teams, Newcastle are the ones that are going to be playing hard the entire season Uh. because their ownership has more money than God. 
Yep. And you can be replaced the drop of a fucking hat. So yeah. you are literally playing to be part of this team next season. Yeah, there's um, only two others that are playing in that are playing with inspiration. Besides Gimaresh yeah. and um Kieran Trippia, the rest of that team, and maybe say Maximon, even though he doesn't truly provide a ton. Right. As we've seen this season when he's relied on by himself. Right. Maybe that'll change when there's another option. But but those three players, I'd say, are the only three. The rest of the team's replaceable. That are fucking guaranteed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they bought Chris Wood simply to take him away from a, from a contending relegation zone team. Correct. They, didn't, you, buy him, if, they didn't buy him to score goals. They bought him so that the other team couldn't have him score goals correct, for them. Correct. And I'm yeah. sure he'll be ma- mailed back to his parents <laughs> in pieces. But that, <laughs> allegedly. 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 Uh, last question. Oh, he's not a journo, so it won't matter. Yeah, it's fine. Heard. Do uh, do City have enough to hold on to the title? Yes. Yeah, agreed. It, yeah, I, I think that's it. They're not going to give up this ne- uh, new bright and shiny four goal uh, goal differential and uh, above Liverpool. I also think going down the stretch, you're going to see both Liverpool and City winning games three, four, five, nothing. I think yeah. they're going to turn all because. They, they know, know yeah. the goal differential is going to well, mean and something. And they, in recent memory, have won the league on goal differential. And, and a with lot that of Aguero times, goal against QPR late on, the, the very famous Martin Tyler uh, uh, commentary. A lot of the schedule, Liverpool plays before City. Yes. So they tie they'll, them. They'll know what they need <laughs> to do. They'll know yeah. what they need to do. Which is a back. terrible situation for them yeah. to be in, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> More shakeup at the bottom of the table. As relegation claims yet another victim. Everton 2, Leicester City 1, Aston Villa 3, Burnley 1, Crystal Palace 1, Watford 0. Wait, did you mention Leicester and Everton? I did, right at the top. Right. It's, it's Everton 2. No, yeah. it's Everton fans 2. <laughs> yes, very much I just so. wanted to correct you there. Um, right <laughs> off the jump, uh, Foxes actually deserved a point. The Foxes deserved a point in this match. Yeah. I think the reverse... At Goodison, Everton deserved all three and only got a point. At the King Power, Leicester deserved a point, yet Everton got all three. Mm-hmm. I, it's So the overall four points is what should have happened to Everton, but they just happened in the different stadiums. Because, I again, Pickford on his head made three brilliant fucking saves and also at the right fucking time, too. Yes. That was the big thing because that was when Lester could turn the screws of the game and the Everton defense looked a little weak. It looked a little out of sorts. Yep. And then Pickford comes up with monster saves. Yeah. I mean, he's, he really did stand on his head. You'd like him to be a bit more consistent doing that. Mm-hmm. You'd like him to kind of calm down a bit. Like I, I've said this about Ramsdale. I don't know what it is about young English talent, uh, but from the Midlands and North. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't quite get like celebrating while the play's still going on and <laughs> yeah absolutely just pelting your own players sometimes from Pickford and it's just oh, yeah. like that doesn't help anybody yeah, just, it's just calm the just, fuck down yeah. um you know uh, he was excellent he was he was excellent uh Mikolenko did a great job obviously the scoring the first goal and I was about to say Vitaly fucking Malenko. awesome <laughs> Especially considering the week before he missed the sitter yeah. against Chelsea, then he just ah, don't mind me. I'll full just, full volley, lower nineties. Got, got this. Don't shit. worry about it. Boom, a yeah. bullet. Don't worry about it. The uh, but that so with his whole obviously being Ukrainian and everything mm-hmm. else that made me want to cry yeah. seeing that 
Yeah. It was just what a moment, right? What a, what a, goal. What a fucking right. release. Great goal at that. Um, his the, first goal, a goal that then took yeah. you out of the relegation yeah. zone for the moment, <laughs> you know, like crazy. <laughs> but then, uh, the other one that made me want to cry for no reason other than he looked like he was going to cry. And uh-huh. what it meant to him was Kukurea's goal <laughs> and Brighton for oh, Brighton. Yeah, definitely. I've wanted to cry at that one. Cause when he was celebrating <laughs> in the corner, the camera was very close to him yeah. and he had that kind of like, <laughs> he, he looked like the protagonist in like a like a spanish soap opera it was brilliant uh a couple of concerns for everton though into this match is uh yuri mina goes out with an injury Not um right and a lot of the possible where the injury came from was the collision with uh seamus coleman that led to the lester goal to equalize right um Myelenko went out also, uh, apparently cramping, so he'll be ready for Wednesday. Okay. But we don't know about Mina yet. Uh, need fucking Mina. You need Yeri Mina. <laughs> now, um, Wednesday's against Watford. Yeah. Uh, and Keen. I mean, Keen, you could play center back. Keen, Keen's going to be Keen fine. had a hell of a game when he came in on, on a moment's notice. And Keen has, you know, he's, he's played for England for fuck's sake. He's a good but, player. But he's just had a very bad season. Yes. And it's what it is. But. Uh, Richarlison open header on a corner. Schmeichel makes the save. The problem is, is he puts it right to uh, Mason Holgate. Yes. Mason Holgate not on his team. Ball in the back <laughs> of the nets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And following that goal, mm-hmm. we uh, got to see a friend of ours on television. Ah, uh, yes, yes, we did. We're not uh, gonna throw it on too much. We're not more. getting into it. We just um, saw a friend of ours on television, and it was. They- Delightful to see her. Uh, and they may or may not be. Uh, Don't worry about uh, it. Troubles. It's <laughs> fine. Troubles. Everything's fine. <laughs> no flair. No flair. Right. Good. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. It's, you know what? I don't even think it was her, to be honest. Eh, must not have been. <laughs> yeah. A lot of white women look alike. I, you know. <laughs> you said it, it, not me. If only That's I had. I said it. If only there wasn't correspondence between them about exactly what happened. <laughs> Uh, anywho, hey, listen, the orange guy did it for a while. We yeah, can, it's we could just deny fake news. What I, <laughs> that video looked doctored, even mm-hmm. though it was live. Definitely doctored. <laughs> definitely doctored. Um, Everton Mel's now, head, Everton now out of the drop and completely control their destiny. And their next match is their game in hand. Well, the other thing, too, the, co- the confidence of being the worst away team in the country, uh-huh. the confidence of picking up an away win against actually a pretty decent Leicester side yeah. is going to be huge going into the worst home team stadium in the country mm-hmm. and picking up a second consecutive away win. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if and they get that especially, win, a third straight win. Especially when Roy Hodgson is catching so much flack. Well, and Roy's Roy's come out and flat out said he is, isn't coming back. Oh to yeah, the club. do you know why he's catching so much? Because uh, he was all uh, huggy huggy with the, all the uh, Crystal Palace players and, at the end of the game and didn't even acknowledge the Watford fans. Oh, they did it kind of a three. I mean, that's the way you walk out of Palace's stadium. Right. But he, they were all singing his name, and he was like, "Oh, thank you, thank you," you know, recognizing what he did for them and well right, done of course. to them. Um, with him retiring and stuff, but uh, when asked about it, (laughs) why didn't you go acknowledge your own fans at any point? He was like, kind of far away, weren't they? Uh, Uh, Let's go ahead and skip (laughs) to... That's what he said. Let's skip to that one. I'm I'm looking at my notes going, did we just fuck off Villa? We'll we'll, we'll do that last. We'll make that the last game of the segment. He said they were really far away. (laughs) Uh, 
a Zaha I mean, he is penal- like 73, but come on, man. A Zaha penalty won the match that could have been three or four nil. Yes. I Easily mean, three or four nil. Y- if not for Ben Foster. What was it? One shot on target? For like that, yeah. for Watford uh, from six overall, yes, compared to seven on fifteen from Palace. Talk about going out with a fucking whimper. I mean, not even oh, fight, and then, uh, not even fight. Kamara no got fight. a red card. Yeah, zero As fight, well. no fight at all, none. And the last I, at least is, at least Kamara at least Kamara, you could go look. At least you were fucking trying. At least you tried. Yeah, you know. On uh, on the last sentence on my notes was <laughs> nothing to say really. Uh, going down without a whimper. And that's exactly what you said. It's it's we've seen it from Norwich twice mm-hmm. since we've been doing the show. And now we've seen it from Watford uh, this time where last time I think they, they actually picked up some points at the end of the season yeah. before they went down. But this one and it, it really it's top to bottom. I mean, this is Roy's their third manager this season. Mm-hmm. Two of the three managers uh, were over 70 years old in Ranieri and, and Roy Hodgson, mm-hmm. um, despite both being good. It came out that Ranieri would often forget their players' names. Uh, Roy Hodgson not acknowledging the fans after mm-hmm. traveling, you know, kind of across the city, pretty much. I mean, Wolves or Wolves, um, Watford's just outside of North London, right? Uh, kind of a suburby kind of area. But it's just it's it's there's just no joined up thinking. There's no cohesive plan or idea of what to, idea. Well, yeah. idea. Have some continuity. Well, and here's but the th- it just how do how do you forget your own players' names? You see them every goddamn day. You spend six hours a day with them. How do you forget their names, Claudio? Yeah, Roy, how do you not? I know you're seventy three years old, seventy four years old. Who gives a fuck? You walk a hundred yards to go wave to your own people. At least walk halfway and wave to. They'll see it, you wave to them. Especially because they came to watch you go down. Right. They came to watch you go. It's down. just like what's the point? I just I don't get it. The owners well, it, 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 it here's, stems from the ownership. Here's here's what I uh, my my final thing I wrote is finally admit to bad planning. The owners have finally come out publicly and have admitted that seventeen managers in ten years might not have been the best fucking planning. Yeah, well, so here's are the, you fucking kidding? Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Chelsea can do that. Because they have the money to get yeah. the best, right? Right. You had Carlo Ancelotti started as an interim, right? When he went mm-hmm. there, was an interim manager. Rafa Benitez was an interim manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philippe Sco- uh, Scolari, mm-hmm. very well respected in the game. Who was the one who won on the Champions League? It wasn't uh, Ancelotti. Um, Di Matteo? Di Matteo, yep. Was it, yep, it Roberto was Di, Di Matteo? Yep, Roberto Di Matteo. Uh, widely regarded as a fantastic number two. Yeah. Right? Never managed prior to that, but was mm-hmm. regarded as a fantastic number two. And he <laughs> was an interim coach. There's, They have the money to do it. Now, they have Tuchel. They, they've had Ranieri himself in his pomp. Earlier, uh, when they first started to to get their money and everything else, when back when he was regarded as the Tinker Man, mm-hmm. um, you know, always tweaking a team or changing two players here and there, you know, game to game. Watford don't have that cash. No, no, they don't. <laughs> they don't have that cash, so they're ending up with up and comers like Marco Silva. They're ending up with up and comers like you know da 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 da, or people at the tail end of their career like Claudio Ranieri who can't remember people's names, or Roy Hodgson who can't even go acknowledge his own fans. Yeah. And they re- you reap what you sow, and they farmed bullshit. Yeah, 
No, it's 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 what they deserve, and I'm. Not, That's why Mel doesn't play the island game anymore. I'm not keen on this. Look, it's farming bullshit. I'm more. <laughs> I'm more keen. How many on, strawberries do you need? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm more keen on. Norwich coming right back up than I am on Watford. Absolutely. I think Watford's I think trouble. Emmanuel Dennis ends up somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think Ismael Saar goes, mm-hmm. fuck you. I went down last time with you. I'm not doing this again. Yeah, no. And he ends up somewhere. Yeah, agree, and very much when agree. that happens, Josh King's not firing him back into the Premier League. No, no, not at all. They'll they'll be able to hold on to Yao Pedro, but for how long? Because he's young. Because yeah. if Yao Pedro goes and scores 25-30 in the uh, championship, he ain't staying there next season if you don't get a promotion. No. Um. Um. I know the stats would say otherwise that it looked like a fairly even game, but Villa dominated, man. Yeah, it it was. That's funny. We simpatico. Mm-hmm. Stats wise, it was fairly even, but Burnley seemed to have used up all their goals in the last four games and allowed Villa to get out of their funk. <laughs> um, here's the biggest thing I noticed: Leeds when they played City, it was insanity, complete, just unbridled craziness at. At Ellen Road. Mm-hmm. Everton supporters were out singing all of the King Power yeah. for the bulk of a fucking game. Yeah. They were in the stadium for 30 minutes after the match, just singing Spirit of the Blues over and over again. Yeah. Turfmore was like, oh, well, we've been nah. here before. <laughs> oh, shit. We're now one nothing. Yeah, but it's the oh, quiet. Shit. We're down two nothing. But it's the quiet ones that like shoot up the school and shit. So I, I'd still be nervous about it, especially if I was a Leeds fan with the injuries and suspensions. Yeah. I'd be weary of the quiet ones. They have the toughest run now. But if you look at the teams, they have the toughest run. Who, Leeds? Leeds. Uh, no, Burnley. Burnley do. Yeah. Huh, interesting. I'd like Leeds to stay up. Tottenham, go to Villa, who just kicked the shit out of you. And then you have to play Newcastle at Newcastle. And Newcastle gives a shit. Yeah, I know everybody hates Leeds, and I get that. I hate Leeds, too. But at the same time, American coach got still getting shit. I think it was Carlton Cole or somebody. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was on the BBC coverage. Uh, yeah. Um, brought out the Ted Lasso jokes again. <laughs> right. After that defeat to, to us. Right. It's like, the trope's done, bro. He, he The new manager bump came a little too early. Right. That's it. Right. He's he's had to deal with some injuries. He's had a tough run of games and you're still doing this. But and because and Bielsa Ball is why they're minus 31 goal differential. Exactly. You can't make that shit. You can't you can't make that shit up. But I do feel a little more bullish on Leeds getting a point in the last 3 than I do Burnley. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. I, I do kind of, I'm actively rooting for Burnley to go down, to, to be completely honest. Yeah, uh, it's um, Burnley had a good and charge. Really, again, I don't like Leeds. Yeah. I really don't like Burnley either, but Leeds have an American coach, and I'm kind of sick of the, I want to see him do well, because I'm kind of sick of the fucking Ted Lasso bullshit. Burnley? With, with disrespecting this man who's just trying to do his goddamn job. Right. Fucking stop it. Just let him, just let, let him do his fucking yeah, just job. Just let him do his job. And, it's, and it's atrocious. And the players have responded to him too, which is yeah, hundred percent. Like, they look fucking, like they're bought in right. so much so that Luke Ayling decided to try to kill somebody on Arsenal's team. And Rafinha decided to try to uh, get himself <laughs> a second yellow card for screaming for ten minutes after the fact.
Oh, that's right. We didn't let Mel I'm talk looking, about her team I'm at all. I'm looking at my script and I'm like, all right, Everton leads and then Crystal Watford and then back to Everton leads. And I'm sitting here going, hi, we're we at, helped you out. We're in, at an hour already. Yeah, but Villa were very good in the game. Danny Ings that's, had a great finish. I'm just, I'm just looking at my script going, I'm, all right, we, we helped keep you up. So you're <laughs> well, welcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, the job's not done yet. The job's not done you yet. You have to well, be Burnley done, again. We've done our part. You no, have no. to beat Burnley again. No, it doesn't matter what they do to Burnley. We win the next two, and we're safe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you need I to know. beat we'll, Burnley. We'll, we'll beat Burnley uh, again. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> look, it's a no more Lord Monday. Fuck off, everybody. Be happy. Uh, fair enough. And and I don't Taylor think was, that's how the song goes. Taylor was very fuck happy. off. Be happy. I don't think that's <laughs> it. <laughs> that is that is not a show title. That is absolutely a show title. <laughs> I don't think that's how the song goes. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league. And oh, so that happened. Brentford three, Southampton nil, Chelsea two, Wolverhampton two. It shouldn't be in the section. Brighton. Uh, no, it shouldn't be. And this one, Brighton four, Manchester United nil. Shouldn't be in this section. He's happy about it. West it Ham four, Norwich nil. But honestly, the storylines were the top and the bottom of the table. I know. Despite the fact that there were some pretty fucking great games mixed <laughs> in. If this was in like week 16... We'd be opening with Chelsea Wolves and Manchester United Brighton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, I, let, let's kind of make this quick just because, like I said, we're already damn near close to an hour as it is. Um, great finish for the Bees. They're on a great run of form. I don't think they're going to, I don't think the Bees are going to be exactly ready for this weekend when they show up to Goodison and there's flares everywhere and the building's shaking. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they like to play aggressive football. I don't, I, I think they're just going to go, what the fuck? They're is walking this place? into a situation <laughs> that we walked into at their stadium the first game of the season. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. They're and not they're gonna not going to be able to, to handle it. No, I don't think. Especially if that guarantees, uh, security for Everton. Oh my God, Goodison's gonna be insane. Oh, pumping! Yeah, it's absolutely. gonna be insane. The Saints are probably safe. Ninety-five percent, they're safe. They can be caught still by Leeds, by Burnley, and by Everton, and they're on minus fucking twenty goals, and they still have Liverpool to play. Yes, they need to be really. I don't see them winning another match this season. I would they venture to, to say hope. no, but they need well. What they need to do is not fucking ship goals left and right. Um, <laughs> they, if they lose the next three games, three nil, that's a problem. I think they're the seventeenth place team at the I, end I of the season. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I be think They surprised. are like uh, not good, man. No, like I, that's, no, it's that, not good. That, that game is the prime example of the. Okay, I think I think you we're see here Hassan to play Hoodle. till we get scored on, and then we don't care. I think you see Hassan Hoodle go. I would not be surprised by that. I'm not keen on their future for next season at all. No. Not one bit. Um, Rom gets a brace and it means fuck all because Chelsea fuck off the game in front of their new ownership. Well, it's a tale of two halves, really, in this Ugh. game. I mean, Chelsea dominated the fucking game in the first <laughs> half, but they couldn't score. Right. They couldn't finish. You bring on Lukaku. He gets two decent goals, to be to be fair, especially for somebody. Rom, Rom started. Rom started. Oh, he did start. You're right. Well, he comes out in the second half then. Fine. Right. Change one word. Change the whole meaning of the sentence. There you go. And um, and gets two pretty bullish goals. I mean, they were they were good finishes. Chelsea also had, what, three goals disallowed in this game? Yeah. And rightly so. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I mean, yeah. They, they actually, yeah. for once, did their jobs uh, at VAR. But um, I think 
I don't know what it is about them. I, I don't know if it's Rudiger signed a deal already with Real Madrid, doesn't care. I don't know what, because I don't think Wolves necessarily deserved their goals uh, based on the run of play throughout the game, but they did grow in a bit of confidence um, mm-hmm. in that second half. And once they got the first one, you kind of felt the second one was coming. Oh, Connor Cody right at the end, of course. Of course. Yeah, he's also right at the end of my fucking bench in my fantasy yeah. team. Right here on Prediction Time, I'm telling you right now, Leeds are going to beat Chelsea okay. at Ellen Road, and you are going to finish in third place. I like the sound of that. I It, it is going to happen, because we've already seen what Chelsea did in a crazy building at Goodison. Goodison's nice. Ellen Road's not nice. No. Ellen Road threw trash at Manchester City for 90 fucking minutes. But what do you think they're going to do with their backs against the wall against a, against a, a horrible rival? A horrible, like, people don't know this. Chelsea and Leeds have a really weird big rivalry. fucking rivalry. Yeah. Big fucking rivalry. But what I what I I don't know. I, I just with with the injuries and suspensions to Leeds, I get very, very nervous for their back line. Fair enough. That's that's really the concern, which is why I stayed away from that game mm-hmm. in my bet. I did not. I'm well then of course I'm also losing, so I have to swing for the fences as well. United are a fucking embarrassment, man. They're a fucking embarrassment. So, for the first time in a Premier League era, they could finish with a negative goal difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They could. They're at what? A minus one right now or a plus one right now? Something like that. Yeah. yeah it's horrid. Look it up real, real quick. But oh, yeah, tr- it, trust me. West, West Ham can and will pass them. I'm I'm actively rooting now for uh, United to be in the McRib Cup. I desperately oh, want yeah. them to be in the McRib Cup. Absolutely. I also very much enjoy Ten Hag and a hat. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to see his bald head in a hat when he has to play in the Arctic Circle. Very good. Uh, they have a goal difference of one. One. Plus one. Yeah. West Brighton. Ham has a plus 11. Wolves have a plus one. Give you some other ideas. Crystal Palace plus four. Villa are even with the board. That's hard to do. Brentford minus eight. Arsenal plus 14. Tottenham plus 20. Chelsea mm-hmm. plus 39. The uh the the top two there plus sixty eight for City plus sixty four for Liverpool Manchester fucking United are at one plus one um, it's just atrocious. So we were talking about Newcastle caring about the rest of the season. Brighton's got a shot at top ten. I guarantee you, Brighton plays every single game for the rest of the season. Tough as hell. It'll be their final, this their highest finish ever. Yeah, yeah it'll be their highest finish ever. Of course them. they will. Um, hundred percent. And this, it, like I said, it was uh, I mean, Manchester United just a circus, just in general. But Brighton finally, finally, you got that team smelling the blood in the water and then delivering, which they <coughs> haven't done all the time. Yeah. Um. And and Kukurea, who we've glowing reviews from us week in week out on this show, finally gets a goal. And like I said earlier, I mean, he looked at the camera like he was gonna fucking cry, and yeah. it was it was delightful. Loved every second of it. Uh, it was like fin- watching a Lifetime movie <laughs> play out in real life. It was that awesome. Was. Yeah. Um, final final match. Uh, this was a much winned, needed win for uh, for the Irons, especially considering how they went out in Europa. 
they're still in control of their own destiny uh, for McRib at least, but Europa's still in sights. They could they could pass United. Yes, they absolutely could, especially with the better goal difference. Um, but what a what I mean, honestly, it was a training game. Norwich didn't even try mm-hmm. really. Uh, but what the perfect tonic after getting knocked out uh, after getting knocked out of the cup uh, Europa League Cup. What the perfect tonic was to be able to pick yourself up after such disappointment and um and play Norwich. Yeah, it was it was funny. It uh, Norwich didn't even fucking try. No. It was pitiful. It's absolutely <laughs> fucking done. pitiful. They're done. West they're Ham was, a, they were literally just having their way with them. What is it? Senioritis? Something yeah. Yeah, they're mentally checked out. They're already they just looking don't at care. championship league or a champions league. They're, they just don't fucking care. No. Yeah. It was, uh, what are you going to do? What I mean, it, it's just, at this point, it's just free points. Well, it's the, that's the fun part about plays this, this part of the season is you've got the teams that are playing for something. You got the teams that are just fucking well, off. Of course. And then you got the ones that want to fuck off and try to ruin things for other teams. It's uh, it's kind of fun these last few games. Yeah. It it's also makes it terribly difficult to predict anything. <laughs> uh, but they have, but West Ham. Anything's West, possible. But in their chase for for at least the McRib trophy, West Ham have found themselves in a position here where they come back, get a little confidence. They've been kind of short on goals in the Premier League the last about month. And now they've, you know, put four past Norwich. What what a great, perfect day out training game to get yourself some confidence mm-hmm. going into those final three. See your way through. Exactly. Uh, by the way, Producer Mel, great stall tactic while I went to go pee. Now we're just going to pause the show so you can go pee. I do have to so bad. Hold on. I've got a, I've got a video. There's thing a screen for that. for that. I know. I have to find it. <laughs> this is fun for everybody. There you go. It's <laughs> muted. All right. We'll come into shore money. Sure money. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Drunker United Football Show. This is Sure Money, where we place bets to make sure that you are better informed in placing your bets. Um, and this week it actually was coming from this side of the motherfucking table. Hey, how about that? I am now up in the positive 447 schmackaroonies. Holy shit, I think you've passed Pat. I might have. And since we have to go very quickly through this bit uh-huh. because of time... Uh, I'm just going to give you mine now and go, go right get ahead. it over with. Okay. Uh, so this week I chose some very sensible <laughs> shit, uh, even if it is still a four game parlay. Uh, <laughs> you're starting to get the irony, ladies and gents. Uh, Lester over Norwich, right? This will also solidify my position. Lester <laughs> over Norwich should be simple. Everton over Watford. Also pretty simple in my opinion. Fuck you. City over Wolves. Uh, duh. <laughs> and then Twattenham to beat Burnley. All for a very cool $326, and uh, I think I'll probably just pick a first goal scorer for the last two weeks and win All right, okay. the whole league. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, you, for the Dort Spirek couple losers, because uh, um, you played with 10 men for 70 fucking minutes and couldn't manage to get over four goals total, so... Thanks. Uh, you can only score two goals on a side that doesn't defend with only 10 men, is what I wrote for the Dort Spire Cup losers, which is, ex- I mean, tell me where the statement's false. 
just not. It's not. It's very true. Well, it's basically because their coach is not Ted Lasso. All right. That's well, why. I am now down $495. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. <laughs> Doubled you up. No, only I was at three ninety five. Now I'm at four ninety five. But oh, yeah, but you I got doubled five, me. Doubled yeah, you that's up. true. That's brilliant. Um, Twenty three point six eight four two one one percent of the time, it works one hundred percent of the time. Um, two bets for me this week. I'm gonna take a midweek and a weekend. For the midweek, leads to beat Chelsea at four ten. All right, that's Chelsea, it. That's it. Those are short odds. Yeah, for, to be honest, Chelsea fucking folded folded at Everton. How do you think they're going to handle the fucking riot zone that Ellen Road is going to be? They're not going to handle it. Yeah, I mean, that's perfectly fair to be honest. And then on the the, uh, weekend, I am taking a four-leg same-game parlay. Oh, fucking hell. City to beat West Ham and Liverpool to beat Southampton. Both over three and a half goals total. I see a... uh, Three to one in that City West Ham match, and uh, I definitely see Liverpool scoring more than four goals <laughs> against Southampton. Um, if they both hit, yours truly will win six hundred and ninety-seven dollars. So I have a chance at winning a thousand twenty-seven dollars this week. It's pretty good. Yeah, it'd yeah. be ahead of you. Ain't gonna happen. Be ahead of you. Do you know what my uh, my mom told him yesterday when we were at the horse track? What's that? Not good gambling. Won 150 bucks. <laughs> Jan- Terrible with money. Jan-, Jan sucked all day until the end because she liked the five horse. She bet the five horse in every race. I like that number. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that one's name. So does she. <laughs> No, I didn't. In fact, that was the race that I didn't bet the five where all three of us would have had all the money. Yep, exactly. All right, cool. So uh, Pat is on the line. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Hey, buddy, you're sober, right? I am sober this oh, week. Good. How's so it going? We, we can get through pretty quickly then. <laughs> I'm sorry. Last week was gold. It only took four takes, but it was fucking gold. Uh, how's it going? Uh, not bad. How are you? Well, not too bad. Watching the Caps game. There you go. They went in. Uh, one one. I heard my son running around upstairs. So something either good happened or something really bad happened. I, I can't tell. All right. Sounds good. So what you got? Yeah. Uh, or what happened to you last uh, week? Uh, what happened? Oh, I'm Owen Aleb. Uh, what do you think happened? I took Manchester United. You know, <laughs> he took Manchester I mean, United it was, because we just told him to take it. He was like, "Well, what should I take?" <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just wanted what, to hear him say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, statistically speaking, this can't keep happening to me every week. So, I am going to use <laughs> going to use those statistics, hopefully, in my favor this week. Uh, I'm going to take a three-game parlay on Sunday, and I am taking all favorites. So uh, I'm going to rest all the money that I have left. So you are right. Uh, Sam is ahead of me. I got 392 in my account. Uh, and I think you said you have low 400s or uh, something, 447. right? 447. That'd, that'd be the mid 400s there, sir. Mid 400s. Okay. So first, I'm going to take Tottenham over Burnley at minus 300. Uh, Manchester City over West Ham at minus 240. And Wolverhampton over Norwich at minus 205. 
on three ninety two. That should pay me seven oh nine. So I will be yeah. up over a grand. Okay, there we are. So, you know, or I will be back down to complete zero, <laughs> where I started the year at. <laughs> Which, I think we know where we, we. I think we know where this is going, right? Oh, it's yeah, zero for sure. It's definitely yeah. zero, hundred <laughs> percent. It's o, it's o for twelve. That's coming. And it's, and you know, coming. it's going to be Tottenham. I mean, it's going to be zero and twelve the first game. And, you know, and, and my parlay will be dead by what nine o'clock in the morning. I think <laughs> yeah. on Sunday, definitely. <laughs> yep. So about right. Yeah. I would not. Uh, I wouldn't be terribly disappointed in that. To be honest. Oh, I know. Oh, I know you wouldn't. Oh, and then the, the, to end it off would, would be on Thursday, Tottenham, of course, is going to lose to Arsenal. So oh, then there goodness. goes that dollar that you owe me. A cool, crisp dollar. I told you I want it laundered, baby. Yeah. Well, he, Iron he, that motherfucker. Hey, you know what? If you lose, you better iron that dollar as well for him. I'm not Spray starch. Make it nice and you know, stiff. I'm, I'm Perfect. ripping it and duct taping it back together. <laughs> yes, I like, I like extra, extra starch on my, <laughs> on my dry cleaning. Uh, we've built this up so much, you know, it's going to be a one, one draw and it's just going to this whole bit for the last six months is going to fall flat on its face. <laughs> I, actually, yeah. actually, if it ends in a one, one draw, I'm going to go get two 50 cent pieces and I'm going to do how, you know, you used to do the bottle cap thing. You put the cap in your hand and yeah. shoot. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take a 50 cent piece at the same time. In both arms have you on one side and pat on the other and go Bop, right in your heads. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, buddy. Well, thanks very much. I appreciate it. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. Yes, sir. We'll holler at you later. <laughs> All right, brother. Not a bad segment. No, it's pretty good, I thought. Last, last week was horrid. <laughs> <laughs> we were all kind of drunk. Uh, you know what's going to make it better? Fucking chicken. So, Kitty missed with Chelsea and sits at 18 and 13. Can't do that pat roll. Chelsea, no. Chelsea going to fuck you, man. Yep. No, I, uh, I I reminded her of that this week. So, uh, Rita called me up to the coop to join on a Zoom call with Kitty. Oh, shit. That's nice. Uh, Kitty's how, back in London. How big is Rita's computer? Is it a big... I mean, it's got to be a little tiny for, for a chicken, Oh, right? um, when you go up there uh-huh. and you put your head in uh, the door, if you look up, there's a whole wall-to-wall TV screen, and uh, they finally do have Roku. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might get some trouble because I'm pretty sure Penelope stole our Netflix password. Oh, shit. Yeah, not good. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that one. But thank uh, you to called me up there for a Zoom call. Kitty looks good. She's in London and doing some consulting work with Idris Alba. Hmm. Yeah, he's uh, working on a passion project. Oh, good for him. Now, Kitty also mentioned she'll be joining Idris as his date on the road at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And St. James Park for this week. Mm-hmm. Looking good for you, yeah. Mr. Graham. She's uh, both Arsenal matches, and we all know that Idris loves his gunners. And so does Kitty, because she's picking them to win both away matches. Kitty picks winners. Yeah. Yes, she does. I yeah, think uh, maybe Kitty for misses you. you. you when are we expecting else? her back? End of the season? Uh, and I, I'm I'm hearing like early June, so when we're on our sabbatical, she'll okay. be uh, coming back around. 
I hope so. Maybe uh, she'll come to Baltimore with us when uh, Everton takes on Arsenal. Ooh, perhaps. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but you know what also doesn't surprise me? What's that? People that, stealing Netflix passwords like Carly's grandma. Yeah. And yeah. your chicken. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Have it to me the other day. That too. And uh, it still surprises me that every week I need to remind people to gamble legally and responsibly. Championship Corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh, no. This will be a short segment. Yeah, so there was actually a little bit of shit that happened Mm -hmm. on the last day that could have seen a couple teams flip-flop and change the playoff picture, um, but it ended up not happening. Right. Uh, So, no big deal. Your uh, 2021-2022 season playoff contenders, Mm -hmm. okay, are going to be... Luton Town uh, playing Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. Huddersfield uh, grabbing the third spot. Luton Town being in sixth. Uh, Forest at playing Sheffield United. Oh, Forest fell to fourth. They were in third. Yes, they did. Um, plus 33 goal differential with 80 points on the board. Huddersfield is 82 with a plus 17. Uh, Middlesbrough just misses out. Um, five points back from Luton. Luton has a squad uh, price. Of one point uh-huh. five million pounds. Oh yeah, we're we're rooting for Luton. Yeah, Luton all the way. Uh, Forest, I wouldn't. They've been gone for a long time. Right. I'd for, like to see Forest, Forest or Luton as well. It's Forest or Luton yeah, for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just hope both of them come through, and then I have a very joyous playoff final where I don't have to worry about anything. Right, they just, just play each other and just, just happy, happy to be watching the game. Whoever yeah. wins wins. Another very safe, secure thing to uh, mention as well. Millwall managed to fuck off. Didn't even make it to the playoffs, so they are safely in the championship where they fucking belong. But Millwall and Blackburn did both uh, have an interesting thing that they accomplished. Mm-hmm. They both finished on 69 points. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Draw hard around it. Heard. Very good. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun, this this final playoff. Uh, playoff start this weekend, right? Yes. Friday, Saturday, do. Monday, Tuesday, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what we do have, though, too, is uh, Fulham. I just want to mention this because it's absolutely absurd. Uh, goals four, 106. Jesus. And 40 out of them. Were Alexander Mitrovic? That's that's he grabbed man- the, he grabbed the scoring record last weekend. We talked about it uh, for single season championship goals, <laughs> but he scored about forty percent of their league goals. Yeah, that's man. That's Man City. The year they had over a hundred points to win the league. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, yeah. they dominated. It's fucking wild. Only forty three goals against, so they were plus <laughs> sixty three, which is almost double. The next two teams closest to them. There's almost double. There's a plus 35 for Bournemouth and a plus 33 for Forest. But they were plus 63 on the goal differential. And it's not, it, it's fucking insane. Uh, by the way, Mel, uh, you'll be very happy to know this. Uh, the Premier League is about to get a lot prettier next season as Dean Smith and, um, well, Roy the boys not even to be managing the team go down. Uh-huh. Tell me. 
Tell me Scott Parker's coming back up. Scotty Parker at Bournemouth Oof. and Marco Silva, former oh Everton manager, now Fulham manager. I mean, up. Arteta and Stevie G were doing a pretty good job oh, holding yeah. up the hotness scale, but oh, uh, league, league league just got a lot hotter. Oh, league yeah. just got yeah. a lot hotter. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my maturing, but uh, managers hotter than players. Heard. Oh uh, yeah. That's oh yeah. A bold I want statement. I want an experienced guy to manage me around. <laughs> oh shit, that's injury time talk. Let me go back to mute. I was gonna uh, say I've I've pegged pegged you for a, <laughs> injury time. For, We're uh, exiting a, this conversation for a, for a Jody girl. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> I had you look at a Grealish just going, you're an idiot, but you're so pretty. Uh, she does like a she does like a uh, dumb and pretty. We'll have an off off uh, off mic conversation about my latest pretty right, dumb. That's gonna wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, need parting words. Wow, that was aggressive. Yeah. Um. No. The show's got aggressively long. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, actually, it's shorter than it's been recently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since we didn't talk about Villa, it was. Oh, <laughs> 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 no, actually, did, nobody was particularly. Swatty. Besides, more mute swords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't let that there's go. A, there's What's a show that? title, Besorts. Um, more mute buckles we have is a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. No, I, nobody was particularly assholey. Watch watch all the uh, playoff games that are coming up in yeah, the lower no, leagues. There's there some are a of lot the of best fun. games that you'll ever watch a lot of because fun. it means so much to these clubs, especially a club that's in uh, financial, you know, not necessarily in a bad way because they do well with what they have. They manage mm-hmm. themselves very well. But um, but it would mean so much to Luton to come up. Yeah. Well, uh, even like it would mean like the, so much to Luton to come up. The League Two and the League One playoffs, it might not necessarily be the best football, but the games you can't deny our spectacles. It's there. There's so choice. much fun to watch. Yeah. And those finals are always played at Wembley, which are always a big fucking deal. The semifinals and the finals are all played at Wembley. Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. So it's a lot of fun to check out. Yep. All right, so uh, thank you very much for joining us, boys and girls. Next up is injury time, where we're going to uh, talk about the beers we've been drinking. We're going to check in on our adopted clubs, even though most of their seasons are done. So we're going to talk a little bit about League One and League Two. Yes, we and will. those playoffs. Should was, somebody want to find it, Sam, how do they go about doing that? Uh, if you want to find out the drama that happened in League Two specifically, all you have to do is go to patreon.com backslash do you football show uh, and sign up to our $1, $5 tier, where you will get both uh, sound check, which is our actual sound check, just shooting the shit, catching up over the weekend, and injury time, which is our preview show, uh, talking about our adopted clubs, as Sam said, our beers uh, that we've had throughout the show, our old side pieces here, um, that you know we frankly can't find time for. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun, and also, you know, it's kind of like Doctor Drew sometimes. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> And check out the Drip Shack. Get a Bands Pillow or Bands Pillow. Get a Pro Arsenal Agenda shirt. I got to remember my left and right when I'm looking at a camera. Till next week, everybody. Guten Nacht, Jurgen. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Malort, look straight in shorts. Sam Graham, eh? Sam Graham. Rookie United!
fucking new button.